Today's episode is sponsored by Smart Jewels Institute. If you're looking for online courses along with an online community where you can take classes with personal development coaches, financial education coaches, and even health and wellness experts, visit the link that we have in our show notes to sign up to be a Smart Jewels today and to also be engaged, empowered, and educated. Uh, this is Julian Smart Rimple, uh, your host of the Run the Jewels uh, vidcast series that we're doing all throughout uh, this year. This first month of February uh, for Black History Month, we've been kicking off for those that have been tuning in, talking all things health and wellness. Uh, we've been talking spiritual health and wellness this week. Uh, for the last week, we've also been covering mental health awareness and mental health uh, wellness. Uh, we've also been uh, touching briefly on physical wellness. We had one speaker, Brandon Mashik, who uh, is a physical uh, trainer and personal fitness trainer and coach. Uh, we had recently uh, Tamaris, uh, Coach T, who was speaking on spiritual health. Uh, we've had Ashley uh, Agnalad AO speaking on mental health awareness. And then uh, we, we are now about to dive into our special guest speaker, we have Ms. Shamika Nicole, uh, who's going to be touching on the importance of spiritual health and wellness. And so without further ado, I'm going to let her introduce herself. And again, please share, like, throw us some hearts, uh, put some jewel emojis on the comments if you are tuning in. Uh, but we're going to be on uh, this evening with a great uh, co-host and that we're going to be interviewing Ms. Shamika Nicole. And uh, Ms. Shamika, can you introduce yourself to everyone? Yes, as stated, I'm Shamika Nicole. I'm an author and blogger and a poet. Um, I currently reside here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm originally from Mississippi. My heart is for women. And you know, I just love serving God. I just love, you know, just being a vessel in this earth, you know, being a voice for the people. So I'm so delighted to be on tonight to share. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for those that are just tuning in, uh, we just starting off. You, you heard uh, the introductions of our special guests this evening, Ms. Shamika Nicole. Uh, she's a, a well, a well-known and up-and-coming author um, based out of Mississippi, right? Yes. Based out of Mississippi, resides currently here in Atlanta. So she's she's um, been been raised in the dirty South, as we call it. Uh, she's, a, she's an entrepreneur. Uh, she definitely is a businesswoman and also a woman of God. Um, she's doing her thing right now, definitely going after her purpose and the vision that God has given her. Uh, we only have uh, movers and shakers and people that are doing some big things uh, on the Run the Jewels vidcast series. And so uh, without further ado, Miss um, Shamika, tell them, tell them a little bit about how you got into writing, first and foremost, because I know you're an author. Uh, how did you get into writing or even spoken word? Well, I've been writing since I was a little girl. That has always been my avenue. So it just got to the point where I would just take moments out of the day and just sit in my room and just write, just write, just write, because that's how I shared my heart you know i wasn't a person that could just talk to people i was so shy such an introvert so 
just writing. That's how I was um, able to release what I felt on the inside. So I've been writing for quite a few years, and like I said, this is my avenue to um, to just express myself. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I have a a project that I'm working on that is also Christian fiction. So. Okay. Any particular authors that that those who may who may be wanting to know some some jewels or some um, authors that you are following or, or that you that you're reading about? Well, in the Christian fiction genre, I don't really have like a specific um, author that you know I really that's a favorite. But as far as just um, genres overall, I like reading from Kristen Kane and. Um, People like Ryan Lestrange and Apostle Eckhart, you know, books that are really like deep books and, you know, they can give you wisdom and knowledge and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. For those that, that are looking for some authors, uh, you heard from uh, Miss Kane and also uh, John Eckhart. They're two pretty, pretty well-known uh, Christian writers, Christian focused writers. Uh, that have some great literature out there. We're going to be dropping some more jewels and resources uh, for those that are just tuning in. Uh, we're on the line uh, tonight with our interviewee, uh, the special guest, Ms. Shamika Nicole. Uh, she's a, uh, a author. <clears throat> she's a speaker. She's a poet. And also uh, she's a mother and an entrepreneur that's just doing some big things out here in the uh, Atlanta streets in the community. Uh, she has a lot of stuff that she's uh, about to pop off this year, books, conferences, uh, business projects, you name it. And so she's going to be dropping some jewels and talking all things spiritual health and wellness. And so, of course, uh, Shaw, like, you know, the topic for this evening is all about spiritual wellness uh, as an author. Uh, why why do you think it is important uh, to have spiritual health when you are writing the material uh, that you created? Well, for one thing, as an author, I have come to realize that we have to write from a place where we're whole. So we have to make sure that we are in alignment, you know, we're whole so that what we're releasing to the people is what they need. We don't need to be releasing things, you know, from a broken area, a broken place. So, you know, spiritual health is very important. You know, we have to make sure that, you know, we're whole and we're releasing what um, God wants us to release so that other people can be healed and made whole also. So that's one of the things I have realized this year because I wrote a project and I realized later that I was right from a place of brokenness. And mm. it made me realize, like, how did those people receive that, you know, so, yeah, we have to make sure that we're writing from a place of um wholeness, you know, make sure we are whole in the Lord. So that's very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you speak a whole, especially for those, uh, let's say, that, that haven't been churched, that they, they didn't grow up in the church, they they really might not know uh, our Lord and Savior, even know no God or let alone believe in God. Like what 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 can you uh, give them? Of what is what is whole? How how can you become whole? You can become whole by just um, for me the process of becoming whole. Which when I first learned of what um, the term, I didn't understand it fully. You know because um, for me, you know, I was searching for who I was and. Everybody would say, you know, you can be made whole in the Lord. You know, he can supply all your needs. Everything that you need can be found in him. But I didn't know how to get to that place. I didn't know how to receive that because right. I, I wasn't aware of it. And, you know, over these past few years, you know, it's, it's a, it was a process for me to just grasp 
concept. So being whole in the Lord is being, um, it's like you're fulfilled. Like, um, say for instance, emotionally, you, um, you're in a place where you, um, you're emotionally, like your emotions aren't running rampant. It's like you are complete in Him. Like you're complete in Him. Whole being whole is being complete yeah. in Him. Yeah. So everything that you know you may have been struggling with, when you become whole, you become complete in Him. So you know it's still something that I'm, you know, gradually receiving revelation on. But yeah, you you become complete in Him. That's a be- that's a beautiful thing when you complete in Him too. Yes. yes. We we know you and myself and others who are watching that that are on the the home team, the winning team. Like it's it's a it's a difference between when you're whole and when you're also empty or when you're needing to be filled up. Uh, but when it comes to uh, let's stay with that topic being whole, mm-hmm. um, in order to like write the chapters that are in your novels or even in let's say your poetry, um, like how do you go about uh, writing? Do you pray uh, before you write? Do you um, seek guidance before you write, or do you just let it flow? Like, what are some things that you do uh, for your writing rituals? Sometimes I pray. Sometimes Lord just drops nuggets, and like throughout the day or throughout the week, He'll continue to add to it. So, but most of the time I just pray. Um, like I said, sometimes He just drop nuggets, and you know I just continue to expound. You know the things that he he gives me, so that's how I write most of the time. And sometimes when it comes to writing, I just sit and just write what's in my spirit, you know, what's on my heart, you know, to release. If I'm right. feeling, you know, feeling like I need to encourage myself, I'll just sit and write. You know, it's it's you know it's you know, like it's different ways to just just put it out there. But yeah, absolutely. And even with with your with your development stage because I know there's a lot of writers that are either gonna watch tonight or that are gonna watch the replay. Um, like what is the biggest struggle, um, especially as a writer when it comes to that let's say the the block when you get that writer's block where basically you know that you need to be finishing this chapter by X X uh date that you put a deadline on or you know that you want to accomplish uh, this amount of words by the end of the evening, like like how how do you get over your writer's block or your, any type of blocks that you receive? Prayer for me is prayer, because <laughs> that's the only way I better go forth, you know. But you know, sometimes I realize that when I have writer's block, it, it's basically you know, it, you know, it's an assignment sometimes from the enemy to get me in a place where you know it feels like a struggle to push out what I need to push out. Mm-hmm. So prayer is my resort. Like, Lord, I'm gonna need you to give me the strength, you know, to remove this block or whatever the enemy is trying to do so I can go forth and push out what you place on the inside of me. Right. So prayer, prayer. Prayer, prayer changes things as you yes. said. And do you uh do you pray specifically, just like we were uh hinting to at the beginning on like God, do you do you um wanna tell me what I'm supposed to write? Do you want me to to um, just go in the direction that I'm feeling led, like give her, give us some examples of a typical prayer that you would ask God for, for direction for writing. Oh, I just ask him, you know, just lead me, Lord, whatever you have on your heart for me to release, just place it, you know, place it within me so that I can release it. You know, just give me the thoughts, let them flow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so when it comes to uh, let's stay with the writing just for a little while longer. When it comes to the writing, uh, how important do you think journaling is uh, as, as a writer or even 
someone that may not be an author or a writer like yourself, like how important is journaling? Journaling is very important. It is so important. Um, like I said, I've been writing for years since I was a child. I've always carried a journal. Like, if you know, you want to record how you're feeling, you know, what's going on, you know, keep track of what's happening in your life because, you know, it can, it can be something that you can use to, um, to maybe develop a literary work for the Lord. You know, sure. I think it's good. It's, it's very good because I know my first book, it was a journal. I turned my journal into wow. a story, you know. What was the name of the first book and how, how long was it? Uh, it was called, well, it's titled Precious Life. It was like, I think like 80 something pages, but okay. it was, um, I started journaling for that back in 2012 and I finished it 2014. I published the book in 2015. So you self, you self published. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Let's, let's talk about that process because there are writers or aspiring writers, even like myself, like how, how did you go about going the route of self-publishing and, and the process of getting that off and running? Well, I didn't, I knew that it was kind of hard for people to go through, um, to go through some publishing companies and I didn't really have anybody around me to help me, you know, to figure out what to do. Oh, my cousin, Latoya, that's how I got self-published. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, cause she had published her book through, um, I think it was Create Space 2. So I used that, you know, that company and, you know, basically just, just did, they did basically, um, the, everything I need them to do. And when it was ready to be published, you know, I was ready, but it was a process though, because like I was new to it. You know, I didn't know that there were other companies out there, self publishing companies that you could use that were like, um, um, a little less expensive. You know, I just went, I didn't research. That was something I did not research. You know, I was just ready to put it out, you know, and, and what she gave. They were trying to receive the um, the create space. Is it a website uh, that you were that you were able to use for your self-publishing? I was just typing that in. Yeah, it's um, createspace.com. Okay. Uh-huh. Perfect. Createspace.com. And then um, what are some things that, uh, writers or aspiring writers uh, need to have um, before they go to, let's say, a publishing source like CreateSpace? What is like a checklist of just some quick items that you would uh, suggest that they have already either done or in mind before they go to that, that stage? Okay, for one, if they, they need to make sure the manuscript is like almost complete or completed. That's number one. And also, if they have any, if they need editing, they need to make sure um, as far as the editing, you know, there are companies that do edit for you. So if you have the manuscript in that, if you need editing, if you need a cover, your cover done, you know, you, some, some companies do that. So, um, just make sure you have your manuscript complete first and then have an idea of what you're trying to do, like what, what audience you're trying to reach. Because, you know, when it comes to the process, you're going to have like different avenues. Hold on, hold on, uh, Sha. Okay. They, 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 they're not ready for all the knowledge that you are dropping. Right, right. Just have an idea of the audience. Um, that's one thing because when you're trying to, um, when you're publishing, you're going to have different, um, you know, dem demographics that you can reach. You need to understand what is the um, purpose of your story, um, who you're trying to reach. You need to have an idea of how, how you want your cover. It's, you know, it's all the process and just which companies that, which um I want to say companies, 
but how you want to market your book how you want to market that's another thing because you there are different um markets um there's different ways you can market so you have amazon you know you have um um, Barnes and Noble, you have so many um, avenues. So just have those in mind because, you know, as the process goes on, you'll be able to um, put your, your manuscript, I mean, your book um, through those channels okay. for publishing. I mean, for purchasing. Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. So I, I have right now, you could add on if, if I missed anything to make sure before you do self publishing, uh, you should have a manuscript first have an idea of your audience that you want to serve and also decide what is the purpose of your story, uh, what type of cover do you want to use, and also how would you like to market your book, i.e. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc. Anything right. to comment, Sha? That's it. Okay. So yeah, let's dive, let's dive now that we gave them some jewels uh, for those who are aspiring authors and people that are looking to self-published uh let's dive a little bit deeper into your story um uh, how, how did you uh, get to know the lord or um how was um your process in giving your life to, to christ like how, how did you come to know christ well i grew up going to church but you know as a little girl i didn't understand you know what was going on but over um the course of me growing up my mom she used to have these bible story books and i would you know open them up and I remember one you know open it up talk about the fall and you know I remember the snake that's just the main thing I remember the snake and I remember asking my mom like you know what happened and you know she kind of told me the story but as years went on I came to know the Lord when um I was 21 I had been I had been like living my life in sin and I was living with my child's father at the time you know we were um in relationship and so I ended up moving to Starville, Mississippi, and I had a friend who invited me to Bible study on a Thursday night, mm -hmm. and I was kind of scared because like, I hadn't been to church in years, and you know I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. So getting there that night, I see all these young people, people younger than me, and I'm like, Lord, what's going on? You know, I have never, I had never seen that before because I came from a, um, a Methodist church, and you know it was more so older people, you know. Wow. But right. in this church, it was younger people and, you know, just seeing a young child cry out for the Lord. I was like, I want that, you know, and my friend, she was looking at me like she could see see it all over my face. So she was like, you want to go up? So I went up and like before I even got to the altar, I was just crying. I don't know why I was crying, but mm. I was crying. And when I got to the pastor, you know, he was like, um, do you know what it means to um, receive salvation? You know, he was asking me all kind of questions. And when I finally said, you know, I want to give my life to the Lord, it's like I had this big old release, like a weight had been lifted up off, off of me. And, you know, it was it was a beautiful thing. But it's like right then I received Christ. I believed that I was free, but I still had to go home. And, and at this time I was living with my child's father. So, you know, it was a process. Um the process for me but oh i ended up getting married we got married because i didn't want to live you know contrary to god's word we got married and you know things just weren't going you know as i planned what i expected them to go and you know of course for my story i ended up going to the hospital like a couple months after getting married and i was in the hospital for seven months and upon being released from the hospital we ended up going through a divorce you know Mm. So, well, two years after, but um, 
that whole process, me receiving the Lord, it was the greatest thing. But, you know, I still had things that I was trying to hold on to, even though I was free. You know, sometimes we get comfortable in our chains. Right. You know, we carry things with us. So that's where I was. But I'm glad that the Lord, he ended up breaking me free from all of those things. And I had to change my mindset. You know, you can't go to this new place with all this baggage and things like that. You got to let this stuff go. Can't so you right, sure. Right. So I, I'm just thankful for my process because I know everyone, you know, they, their, their walk is different. You know, their process may have been different, but I just thank God that, you know, he opened my eyes to see, like, you know, this is what I want for you, but you can't keep holding on to this. So, so you're yeah. Gonna, you're going to have to give up something in order to, to truly follow him is what it sounds like, right? Right. So, so all of, all of us that have come to know the Lord, whether it's in our adult stage or even in our youth, um, we know that there's a sacrifice that you that you have to make uh, in order truly to to follow Christ. Like what were some of the sacrifices, whether it was with family, whether it was with friends? I know you talked a little bit about uh, you and your your um, your ex-husband. Um, but what were like some sacrifices or some hurdles that you had? Uh, before you actually committed or submitted to them? Well, I did. I When I, ooh, my friends, that was the number one thing. Like, I, my little circle got so small. Mm. I, you know, I felt like, Lord, I thought he was doing something like, what, what's going on? Because even though I wasn't the type that was, you know, just an extrovert, you know, I didn't, you know, I wasn't just a big socializer. But the people that were in my circle, I really value, you know, but you know that kind of dissolved and even um in regards to you know the things with my i had to sacrifice um like time with my family because at the time a lot of my family members they didn't understand i won't say they didn't understand um they weren't they didn't i guess me being me being in a relationship with god you know they still expect me to do the things that i used to do you know, prior to me receiving um, Christ. So, you know, I didn't, I had to, um, my family was another thing. But, you know, today I'm just thankful that, you know, I still have my family to call, you know. But, you know, sometimes we um, we get in a place where we, we try to, like, they weren't saved, but I was saved. But what? it's like some some people get it to the point where they don't think they could, they should interact at all with their um family members that are not saved but you know sometimes we're put in those positions to be a light to them so i didn't you know i didn't have a full understanding of that at the time because i'm like you know i was very very prideful you know you be walking in pride i don't even know it right like, you know i can't deal with them today you know this is too much you know but you know over these past years just being around my family when i am able to go home it's like i'm that light that, you know, can shine in darkness, that could show them Christ. But, you know, I don't have to um, put myself in a position where I'm doing what they're doing. You know, I'm doing according to the word of God and how, you know, he expects me to behave and, you know, react and things like that. So mm -hmm. that's something I've had to learn because how are we going to reach other people sometimes? You know, we're not even trying to shine our light. So I want to say just go out and just be like, don't go to, I want to say go to the club, you know, just be in the club trying to minister, nothing, nothing like that, but just be a light around your family, your friends, you know, the, the people that God has placed around you. Absolutely. Stay in, stay on that topic right there, Shamika. Um, when it comes to family 
and friends that are that aren't that aren't necessarily believers or they may not even believe that there is a God. Um, how how um, would you not recommend, but how would you speak to those that may watch our replay or even currently watching of how to deal uh, with not, of course, compromising themselves based off of that environment that they're in or with the people that they're around, co-workers, friends, or family? Well, one, we just got to be ourselves. We have to be ourselves. You know, we should be comfortable in who we are, be comfortable in our identity in Christ, because if we're comfortable in that, we won't be trying to be somebody else. We want people to see the true, authentic us, you know, the the Christ-centered person, and not, you know, trying to um, be somebody that's, that they, 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 trying to change our ways so that they can like us or, you know, to, um, we don't need to, you know, I've done that before. I've done it before trying to get other people's approval, you know, because I'm in Christ, they're not in Christ, but we have to be mindful, you know, we have to be comfortable in who we are and our identity in Christ so that we can be, you know, the the people that they need to see, you know, the the God in us, they need to see a God in us. And, you know, we just have to continue to be a light regardless. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even when it comes to our own confidence, because I know, uh, I know that I have, I have struggled with that at the beginning when I first uh, came to know, came to know Christ and actually walking in the boldness and the authority uh, to not be afraid to even speak, uh, not speak of Jesus, but to speak of what Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit is doing in my life. And so, like, how did you uh, gain that boldness uh, to be able to not be shy or not be bashful? Uh, to speak about your testimony or to speak about uh, what God is doing or even to speak about the shortcomings or the losses that you that you were taking uh, as you continue to grow in Christ? Well, for me, you know, it wasn't easy, but, you know, gaining that confidence is really just dependent on the Holy Spirit, just drawn from his strength. Like sometimes, you know, you put in positions where God wants you to open up and, you know, to release, but if you don't have that confidence or that boldness to speak what he's given, what wants you to speak in that moment, that could be a moment for, you know, a person to continue in the lifestyle that, you know, he's trying to pull them out of. So just drawing from the Holy Spirit, like, Lord, you strengthen me. You give me the words to say in, in regards to this situation. You know, we have to be mindful that, um, Everything we need is found in Christ. He's our strength. He's our source. You know, we can draw from him. Absolutely. So that, that right there keeps me in the mindset. Like, if I feel like I, I'm not I'm not capable of doing this, you know, just praying like, Lord, you are my confidence. You are, you you know, you're my source. So I can do this because of the spirit that lives on the inside of me. So. And even and even to stay um, to dig a little bit deeper with that point, child, for for the person that may think that I got too much going on in my life, my life is chaos. Uh, the kids, the kids are are acting up. My my parents, my parents are getting on my nerves. My marriage and my relationship is failing. Uh, why why do you think having a spiritual uh, a spiritual health to your life is 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 invaluable or even important to having a spiritual health? It is important because it keeps you in balance. You know, for me, I'm a mother. Um, I have so many, you know, I have you no know, duties outside of church, you know, in church. And sometimes it's, it can be overwhelming. So we need to um, just be mindful of taking the time out with God to be refreshed, refilled on a daily basis because we don't want to be burnt out. We want to be, be able to be used at any moment by God. 
you know, we have to be in position at all times because we never know who we'll have to minister to. We'll never know who we'll have to just go up and, you know, just uh, call, you know, but we'll, we we have to be able to pour into that person what needs to be poured into them at that time, you know, Lord directs it. So it's so important. It's so important to make sure we're staying in communion with God, you know, because, you know, we have to be, we have to look at the fact that God can use us at any moment and we have to be made up, you know, have to be available. So we don't want to miss an opportunity that, you know, he's presenting to us to minister to somebody because we feel like we're overwhelmed or we're too, we got too much going on. But what if we in the other person's shoes? We need the word. We need, um, you know, just a word from the Lord from somebody. And what if that person feel like they just got too much going on? We're going to be able to receive what, you know, what we need. So we have to be mindful to be in position at all times. Make sure we're taking that time out with God on a daily basis, staying in communion with him because it's so important. It's so important. And with that, uh, Shamika, stay, stay with that because because again, what if someone that's watching is giving you the rebuttal like, Shamika, I ain't got time to get in, in, in the word. I ain't got time to, to go to church. I, I got I got to take the kids to school. I got a full-time job that works me over 40 hours. I got uh, student loan bills and credit card payments and, and uh, car, car debt that I got to get off me, even health care debt. Like, I don't have time, Shamika, to, again, devote my, my energy and my time to my spiritual health and wellness. Like, what would you say to that person? I would ask that, I would ask that person, like, what is more important? Mm. What is more important? You make time for what's important. So if your job is more important than, you, than your spiritual health, then you would do that. But at the end of the day, our spiritual health it, is it's important because from that it flows, like, you know, if we're if, it, if we're in alignment with our spirit, like spiritually, we're in alignment and we're we're in a good place. You know, things will flow more, <clears throat> will flow better. You know, we're taking the time out with God. You know, we won't be so anxious. You don't want to be worried and things like that. But sometimes we place other things over our, you know, our the things our priorities. Like our spiritual health should be a priority. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, we put other things in those places. Like, we put those things that seem important or more important over what, you know, what is really important. And I know for me, I have those moments where I feel like, you know, I can't sacrifice this time for that. But, you know, you're going to make time for what's really important. And for me, my time with God, being alone with God is more important than some of these other things that I, you know, may have on my to-do list on a daily basis. So we have to be like, you know, is this more important? And sometimes that's how people get caught up with um, not really pursuing purpose. Right. Because they're so bogged down by so many of these these duties that they have. They can just push some of those things to the side, and, you know, just really spend time devoting to their purpose. Because at the end of the day, we are here for purpose. We're not here to, you know, be working, you know, like we like we work like crazy. We can't, God called us here, created us with purpose. And we had to birth those things out. So we just have to be mindful. What is more important? So right, and we and we gonna dive a little bit deeper for those that are, are tuning in. Uh, we're on the, the line tonight with Miss Shamika Nicole. Uh, she's an author, uh, self published, and and a speaker that is an author. Uh, she's a poet, uh, definitely a mother, a uh, mighty uh, woman of God that is just sharing her testimony and also her beliefs on the importance of spiritual health and wellness. Uh, for those that have been tuning in to the Run the Jewel series, this month we're talking all things physical health and wellness, mental health and wellness, 
and spiritual health and wellness. Uh, earlier this week, as you know, uh, Shaw, we had another guest, uh, Coach T, that was on talking more about the importance of being in touch with your own spiritual awakening and spirituality. Uh, why, why do you think uh, a lot of people value their physical health, uh, Shah, or their mental health over their spiritual health, whether they're a believer or not, just in speaking in terms of just spirituality and also their spiritual health and wellness, why do you think they value more of their physical or their uh, mental health over a consistent uh, spiritual health and wellness? That's a good question. Um, for, for most people, putting those things before their spiritual health, because, you know, some people don't understand the importance of it, you know, but, you know, our mental health and our physical health, those are, you know, we have to make sure those are in alignment too. But when it comes to the spiritual health, I don't think that some people really understand, like, um, what it means to really be in tune with who they are and, you know, their creator and things like that. So we, some, you know, some people have a more of a priority with, you know, getting fit, making sure they're, you know, good physically and mentally. But um, for me, I just think that, you know, they don't understand the, the, the significance of that spiritual health part. Right. And I and I'll um I'll comment with that too to to ask a follow up question because you and I both know people that again say my spiritual health is me going to church or me going to Bible study. Um, but what do you say to those people that say that that's their their spiritual vitamin or their spiritual health that they're getting for the week? But then you look around and it's havoc and chaos that's happening in their life. Uh, they're constantly in different struggles or different battles. Um, based off of them just going to church or them just going to Bible study, what would you say in, in reference to their spiritual health of what you what you believe? I, <clears throat> they need to do more. You know, you got to have, you got to be doing, you got to be in the word. You got to be praying daily, daily. You just can't, uh, Bible study and just church on Sunday is not going to get it. You know, so diving in, diving in deeper, you know, desiring more of God and just putting in the work that's needed. Because, you know, if you want to attain something, you're going to go after it. So I say, you know, just dive in more, you know, instead of, you know, you know, you, you're getting filled on those Bible studies and um the Sunday service. But you need to be filled like more throughout the week. You got to, you know, you got to fill those gaps throughout the week. Okay, and and stay right there with that subject. Um, like for those that that may rebut rebut or have a rebuttal uh, to us, uh, uh, Shamika, that is saying that what do I need to go to church for? Like I'm in my Bible, I'm in my I'm in my Word, I'm on the the Bible app or the or the Bible Gateway plan. Uh, shall I read I read my daily devotion every day. Like why should I need to be at an actual live living? Um, breathing church that has people in it. I'm shy. I don't like. I don't like to be around people. What What would you say to that individual, Shamika? I would encourage them to um to go because you know being around like minded people, being around your brethren is not only it not only builds you up, but you know just listen to the testimonies and things like that could you know be what you need. And sometimes we don't want to be you know we think that you know us just reading our word. It's just enough, but God has called us to be around a body of believers, you know, like-minded people, so we can, you know, um, be strengthened, be strengthened. Absolutely, and let's let's pivot gears a little bit more because I know, I know you're a prayer warrior, and when it comes to prayer, 
uh, why do you think a lot of believers or even non-believers um, do not value the the consistent or the um, the deliberate like prayer life? Why do you think people, especially here in the states in the U.S., why do you think a lot of people have a limited or a non-existent prayer life? Well, <clears throat> maybe they don't. Um, they haven't really connected with God on a on a on a greater level because you know when you connect to God and when you have an encounter with him it's like it pulls you to want to go you know to continue to seek him it's like a fire that is um burning on the inside of you so for me I know I used to be in a place where I didn't I didn't really know what to pray but when God you know as I read scriptures and um just became more of a um a reader of the word you know I would began to know what to pray for and things like that, just praying scripture. But um, when I started setting a time aside with God, that's when I started like having the mindset, like, Lord, I'm seeking you this morning. I'm coming to meet with you, the most high God. So that kind of um, started a fire and it caused me to want to continue to seek him more and more. And not only that, when he started moving and um, my prayers were begin be- beginning to be answered, you know, that right there was another catalyst. Like, Oh, God, you know, you really do things like this, you know. So that right there, just um, setting that time aside, you know, just coming into the knowledge of who he really is, having an encounter with him, it really, you know, should prepare people to be like, you know, yes, I want to continue to see God. I want to go after God. So prayer is so important. It is so important. And even when it comes to the prayer life, uh, Charlotte, let's, let's talk a little bit about like dreams or visions because whether you're Native American, whether you're African, Asian, uh, white European, or whether you're um, any other Hispanic type of type of nationality, we all have dreams. We all have those moments where it may seem like deja vu or a particular vision uh, that we receive. Like, how, how do you deal with any of your dreams or visions that you think are significant to you? And also, like, how do you talk to God about these things? For one, if I don't have an understanding of it, I just ask him um, for the revelation or what is it he's trying to show me in the dream. Like some of the dreams that I've had, that would be um, like things or symbols in the dream or people that may not have been important, but it was like the thing behind the dream. So it's there are several ways to like dissect it, but the number one thing is to seek God and ask him what is it that he's trying to show. Because um, you can have a dream over and over, um, and you can still miss what he's trying to say, you know, if you don't, you know, really seek him and ask him or what if sometimes he will let you know, you know, through your spirit, like what he's trying to get to you. But there have been moments where I had a dream over and over and I, I, I didn't get it at the first, you know, the first time. But I remember praying like, Lord, what is it? Because I'm I keep having these same dreams. And that's when he gave me the revelation. That's when he told me, like, what he was trying to get to me. So it's important to, you know, even seek him in regards to the interpretation of the dream if you don't have it, you know, um, right off. Absolutely. And are there any, like, specific dreams uh, or any type of symbols that uh, for those that are into hearing about dreams and visions that, that you would care to share that have happened recent or even previous that like stood out to you or have always stayed with you if you, if you uh, have any that that you don't mind sharing well for one um one of the dreams that i've had um i just give you one from from last year let me see yeah last year i had a dream i think i had it 
the same dream like three different times. But wow. in the dream, he was like, um, it was one person I was driving on the highway, and it was a man who, it was a fire truck that was coming, and the man screamed at me like, slow down, slow down. And I was in the hospital at one point. I had a dream where basically, I think it was um, a doctor or something was telling me to slow down, and it happened again. And I was like, Lord, I don't even know what this means. And then even though um, I think the third dream, I actually got pulled over by police in the dream because wow. I was driving too fast. But the whole concept was, of it was, you know, I was doing too much. Mm-hmm. I was missing so many things that he was trying to show me, and I wasn't really paying attention. It was like I was going at my own rate. Yeah. So when some when the consequence, well, I won't say the consequence, but yeah, the consequence of me not following through and you know just seeking God for what for His interpretation, I ended up having something in my life that happened that could have been prevented had I really took heed to the dreams. So we have to you know really seek God because if He's showing you something over and over, it's a message behind. It's something He's trying to get to you. Right, and just to that point, we're not talking. It has to be a final destination scene where you seeing all these other people around you dying and, or that you having a, a death experience to the point that you have to inter intervene with fate as they, as they had in that movie. But what Shamika is telling you, that's why you need to have a journal. You need to record certain symbols, certain uh, repetitive cycles, uh, certain people that may stand out to you in your dreams. Because again, God does talk to, his his children, whether you're a believer or not, he talks to all of us through our dreams. And some of us have had those dreams that stay with you until you uh, become old as an adult or even as a as an elderly adult. And those are things that you want to be mindful of, as you just heard her say. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it when it comes to uh, working out your your faith, uh, let, let's let's give people that may or may not be believers or maybe new believers, uh, Shaw. Like, what are some basic uh, checklist things that you think someone who is new at the faith or someone who is on the fence of wanting to join uh, in with the, the faith of believers in, in Christ or uh, what would you what would you tell them are some basic uh, checklist things to start doing number one read the word believe the word stand on the word because the only way we can uh, our faith can increase is you know faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God so you know, once we start diving into the word, we got to really believe that what's in the word is what, you know, is true. And we have to really stand on it because there will be times when the enemy's going to come. There's going to be times we experience trials and tribulations and we're not going to be able to stand if we don't, um, you know, we're not believing the word and confessing the word. So make sure we read the word, um, believe the word, stand on the word. And then, you know, we'll be strengthened as we continue to go on. And, you know, when those things come in our life, you know, we'll be ready. We'll be ready to speak the words. Absolutely. How important is it not just just what you just mentioned and not just being a reader of the word, but actually speaking the word over yourself? Like, how important is that to you? And how do you if you do uh, do that, how do you go about doing that? That is so important, you know, because they're going to, you know, like I said, we're going to experience things in this life. And, you know, we have the word. The word is our sword. You know, it's our the, um, our weapon. So we start um, speaking the word over our life. You know, it become it'll, it'll become us. You know, we'll start saying those things. So when we are facing 
any trial or tribulation will come in with the word. And we'll know that we're standing in faith because we're doing as the word says. So even when it comes to our identity, I have found this to be, it was a struggle for me starting out, like speaking the word over my life because I was believing everything that the enemy was saying. You know, the thoughts that would come to my mind, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. But that that's not what the word says. So I had to remove those things and replace the word with it. And then as I continue to confess those things over my life, that's when I continue to see myself in a different light and be like, oh, okay, I wasn't there from the get go. You know, so just confessing the word, it gives us strength. It gives us strength. So we have to, you know, that's one thing that we should be doing as believers, because, you know, the enemy can come in at any time. We don't know the word. We're going to fall for their lie. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're dealing with the enemy. Like what what uh, for those that, that may not again be church, like what what are some uh, tactics or what are some things that uh, you think the enemy can do to either deter you uh, from not having a spiritual uh, wellness walk or, or just not taking your spiritual uh, health and wellness serious? Like what are, you, what are some uh, obstacles that you would tell others to look out for? Well, for one he'll make you believe that he's not real that's one thing and um another thing when it comes to this journey you know we have to um we have to know we have to take note of what's happening in our life like if we desire to um to read the word if we you know the enemy can bring sleepiness you know we'd be like i don't have time for this you know he'll put other things in our path that will really distract us you know, we, we will start, like I said, we spoke on earlier, you know, the things that are less important, we will, uh, we will allow them to become more important. So it's just so many things that he would use. He would use even family members, he will use friends, he will use whatever he can because people can speak into your life. But, you know, you have to discern the spirit because I remember one time I was just my whole like routine for meeting with God. It was 3 a.m. I had a friend who I allowed to stay with me. And one morning she was like, you ain't got to do all that. Then I started thinking like, oh, I don't have to do all this, do I? And mm-hmm. I got off track. And it took the hardest to get back on track. So we have to be mindful. You know, the enemy, he'll speak through people. It can be people, you know, close to you and things like that. But, you know, he uses any way that he can, um, that he can to get you in a place where you're not developing spiritually. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be mindful and, you know, be discerning. Absolutely. And even towards your point, this is a follow up because we are talking health and wellness throughout this whole month. Like uh, what what would you say to those people that are watching, especially folks that consider themselves to be Christians or sons or daughters of God that are like constantly getting sick, whether they are vegan like me or or, or whether they are meat eaters, whether they still on savage food, as I like to joke, but uh, whether whether uh, they are, are on whichever uh, side of eating, uh, if they're continuing to get sick and they're continuing to basically have illnesses and health concerns, uh, like what what do you think about believers that are Christians that continue to have all of those those health issues? Well, for one, um, well, let me just get from my my point um you know some people um a change of diet will you know help many people and i know for me that has been it's it's helping for me because you know my body is so it's so sensitive to a lot of meat so you know i'm gradually trying to eliminate all meat but 
for those who are constantly being sick and um who may you know be eating um you know regular diets or whatever i would just you know just say what would i say <laughs> um the reason shall i'm asking that is like you know of people whether family friends or strangers that always say like god's gonna heal me like i'm, I'm waiting for god to heal me like those type of people that basically are constantly like saying i'm gonna wait or God's going God's going to do it when when he's ready versus God wanting to do it right now or God uh wanting to do it right when you speak it out of your mouth like what would you say to those those believers that are constantly like sick but saying it's going to happen but uh it's going to happen when xyz like what would you say I was, you know, the first thing that came to my mind is faith without works is dead. So you have to put forth the effort, you know. If you want to see the change, you got to really present the change and, you know, actually move forward in the change. You know, if you, if you know you have high blood pressure, you would, you know, eliminate the things that are causing high blood pressure in your diet. And, you know, I know there are some people that got, you know, healed supernaturally, but some people really, you know, they just have to change, you know, the way they're eating because God is not going to heal everybody the same way. He just wanted you to, um, you know, to step up and, you know, remove what you know to remove out of your diet. I know for me that was a, a struggle <clears throat> because I used to love pork. I was brought up on pork, you know, <laughs> but. A lot of us, a lot I, of us, me too. Mm-hmm. And so when I um started having issues with my stomach, like, you know, repetitively over the, um like, over a course of a year, I was like, I, you know, I got to remove this. And then even with removing that, I had to remove, um, um, I don't eat turkey as much because it causes my stomach to be, you know, in pain and things like that. So, you know, you really, if you want to see the change, you need to start implementing the change and then go from there, you know, because God, he can use, like, he, your effort, you know, he can use that, you know, he can see that you're trying and, you know, you, you can become healed from you just changing your diet. But speak towards like, your your particular situation, uh, Shamika, uh, especially for those uh, that may be dealing with a sickness or illness or disease that may be listening to us this evening. Like, what advice would you give them specifically based off of what God has done to uh, heal you in, in that process? Like I said, just, um, <clears throat> you know, just just making the change. I know for me, um, my, you know, our bodies aren't going to be, they're not going to respond the same way. You know, we're, we're all different. And, you know, sometimes just listen to the Holy Spirit is, is another thing because we can go on in cycles. We can keep continuing cycles if we just don't just sit down and be like, okay, I can stop this. I can stop this. It's just, you know, it's up to me. It's a change of mindset. So I would just tell people, you know, to, um, if you really want to see the change, just go ahead and implement it. You know, just go forth and, you know, not try to worry about what you're missing out on because there are so many things that you can stop for, you know, the things that you're currently eating. So for me, I was diagnosed with a, um, a chronic illness, um, and I, I was diagnosed with it in 2002, and this is 2019. So over the course of years, of these years, I have, I've, the medicine has been crazy. I have lost, like, like I don't even want to say it, but I, well, I lost my hair at one point. I lost, like, my teeth just started falling out. My bone density, you know, wasn't, you know, where it needed to be. Um just other stuff was popping up, you know, just random stuff like I'm too young for all of this. So right. 
if you really want to see that change in your life, you know, you want to stop, you know, what the medicine is doing. You know, we have, you know, foods and herbs and things like this that you can use and just moving that stuff out of your diet because, you know, medicine, you know, that's a business in itself. You know, you have you take medicine, but you still got to deal with the side effects. Yeah, they hustle in the streets, right, Sha? Right, right. And just, you know, just the things that the medicine has caused to my body. I, you know, it's, it's been days that I'm like, I don't even want to take this, you know, because it's, it's so much. And, you know, I'm, I'm I'm about to be 29. And if I told you how many teeth I have, you'd be like, no, you see, no. But that's what happens. I was on that medicine uh, for uh, an extended period of time. And mm-hmm. like I'm just saying, like my teeth just fall out. Wow. So it's not it's not good at all it's not good so there are there are other ways around you know um dealing with sicknesses and things like that you want to really heal i believe that you know god has given us the power to heal and we have you know the food and things like that that we could use that could you know help us heal and the reason why i'm asking that uh shamika and before we get ready to go into any questions that anyone may have for those that are tuning in. If you have any questions for Shamika on spiritual health and wellness or any of the subjects that you may have heard tonight, or even the recent subject of of her speaking on how to deal with her own spiritual health when she may have some other physical health complications. Like um, the point, the point that I was going to make is we know a lot of people that are wanting to get to that Benny Hinn, like gathering they're wanting to get to that deliverance gathering where basically they know that they're going to get their healing if that that uh, apostle if that deliverance minister if that that uh minister that 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 prophetess or prophet can just can just pray for me i'm going to be physically healed of whatever illness sickness or disease not to say that that can't happen uh but what what do you say for those that literally bank all of their money on that? They they cash out their bank uh, to go in into these conferences or go to these particular events. They put all of their energy, their mind on if I can just get to this individual that they're going to be able to heal me. Like what would you say to those people that may watch or know of people that that uh, do that? Well, for one, you know, be mindful that. If you're, you know, if you're, um, if you're a believer, if you believe in Christ, you know, the same power that you see that other those people doing, it resides on the inside of you. And, you know, sometimes it just you just have to speak over yourself and, you know, just going to a conference and, you know, chasing out the people that, you know, that can heal you. And just, you know, just allowing that to be your, your resort all the time. That's not a good thing. Uh, I know God, he places people in our life and in our path that, you know, we can go to for these things. But we have to be mindful that, you know, we have to believe in, in the source, the source, who is Jesus, that's Jesus, Jesus Christ and how he is. He came to save us and to heal us. So even though we, you know, many may chase after these um, the word or the prophets or the healers and things like that, be mindful that. You, if you believe in God, you believe in Jesus, you know, that same power, that same healing is available to you. But don't don't be in a mindset where you just continue to chase people. You know, you got to um, just be willing to just look within and just seek God for, you know, what you really need. Because, you know, that, that reminded me of the woman um, 
the woman who had issued of blood, you know, but yeah. the thing with that was so significant though, because, you know, she reached out, like she was really hungry in that, but you know, us reaching out sometimes is not just reaching, um, trying to get to a prophet or get to, um, a person, somebody that's, that can heal, but it's really, um, get to that place where we hunger for that healing, you know, through Christ. And so that's what I was just thinking about, you know, just being that mindset that we have to stay connected to the source and really believe in Jesus because sometimes we can make people our idols. Yes. 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 And that's the, that's the point that I was just getting to because, um, for those that are watching, Shamika knows like I'm, I'm plant based a hundred percent vegan. So I really am sort of anti now over the last two years and even previously before that I'm anti taking drugs and medication and being uh, in that mindset of the Western philosophy of medicine versus studying the East, what they do in Asia, Africa, Middle East, all over the East, the East part of the hemisphere. And so I'm actually interested in hearing, just like Shamika said, in those who are believers and of course, uh, you heard her say that we have the power and the knowledge to change if we truly are trying to change. Because if you are a believer in Christ, and even uh, for those that may not be believers in Christ, there is still power uh, with, with, with what you have been given to self-heal. The knowledge is out there. We're not uh, saying, or nor am I saying, that you got to go vegan or go vegetarian. But like you said, you got to do some work, too. It's not mm -hmm. going to be someone being able to lay hands on you, as we see all the time, overhype, uh, super religious uh, situations on video, on uh, YouTube, on the Internet. Sometimes you got to uh, dig deep and do your own uh, self-healing and be mindful of those that may do that. You got to check, as, as I wanted to ask you, Shamika, what about those that, you may see, especially as a prophetic um, believer, like see like the heart or the character of these individuals. Do you think that people sometimes may prey on folks' vulnerability with their lack of spiritual faith or their lack of spiritual wellness? Or do you think that that's something that um, that does not happen uh, as much in the church as people that are on the outside speak about? Well, it happens. It happens. It happens. It really happens, and you know it's 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 not a good thing, you know, but it happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure we've seen videos and we heard about that from uh, such and such or, or people that are wanting you to, of course, always pay to get your healing, which is another thing that we didn't even have time to dive into tonight. But we may bring you back uh, for another another part of the business of of, of course. Um, not necessarily church, but just the business of people that are using uh, the power and the authority that, that we've been given as the church against those who may be new believers or those that may be vulnerable uh, to these individuals. But I know we didn't have any questions, uh, Shah, to uh, just ask from those that may be viewing or those that may view um, a little bit later, but we always do, uh, before we close out in prayer, we do a final jewel uh, that you would like to leave with those that will watch uh, later or those that currently were watching tonight. If you were able to um, talk to that one person or a few people in telling them uh, what is the importance about your spiritual health, uh, Shamika, that you wanted me to get tonight, like what would you tell them? 
if you want it bad enough, this well, my jewel is if you want it bad enough, you would chase it. You know, my this my thing for this year is how bad do you want it? And if if you want it that bad, you will make the sacrifices that are needed to get to that place where you desire to be in God spiritually. So uh, I would just encourage people tonight, you know, just to continue to press forward, you know, continue to seek God, to continue to seek his will, his way, and to just continue to grow. You know, once we're in alignment with God, it's like everything else flows. He will give us, you know, direction on how to um, be successful in this life, not just successful business-wise, but successful in every area of our life. Yeah, uh, re- reiterate that final jewel because I know we got cut off a little bit. The enemy was trying to hate on your jewel. <laughs> that final jewel. But yeah, basically, you know, to just press in more. Um, I just encourage people to, you know, they strive to be in a place where they um in a, in a different place spiritually. You know, do the work that is needed. You know, um, make the sacrifices that are needed. Just um, continue to pray, study the word, and um, seek God. You know. If you want it bad enough, like I said, you would just go after God full force. And, you know, that's my motto for this year, to go harder, go stronger. Name it for it. And just make the sacrifices that I need. Because, like I said, when we're in alignment with God and um, we're in alignment with him, like everything will flow. You know, not only will uh, he will give us what we need to make our life successful in all areas. So, you know, just be in alignment and continue to press forth, you know, regardless of what comes up. Absolutely. That's a great jewel to to uh to end on our, our vidcast this evening. My my final jewel is simple. Um as a believer, myself and Shamika are both um believers in Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and also Father God, the, the triune God, the Holy Trinity. Um you must pray, you must meditate, and you must fast, and you must speak. If you are a king or a queen, as uh, those that know me as King Jules, Mr. H2O, if you're not praying, if you're not fasting, which we didn't even get to really dive into tonight, but we will be back for another call on that. If you're not meditating on the word and also meditating uh, in any type of ways on a spiritual level, and if you're not speaking life over your situation or speaking, declaring uh, what you want your life to be, who you want to be, what you want uh, to have have happen with your life, then you are not going to elevate. You heard Shamika say if you want it as bad as you really say and that you tell people um, that you want this, that you want to go up, that you want to elevate, do the work is what we're saying this evening. You have to you have to pray. You have to meditate. You have to fast and you have to speak life and speak over your situation and over yourself daily, as you heard her say. If you want to go up, that is. So this is the Run the Jewels uh, vidcast uh, episode five on spiritual health and wellness. Uh, we just talked to Shamika Nicole. Uh, Shamika, how can they get in touch with you if they have any questions or if they just want to follow up and follow your ministry or follow your, your books or, or possible conferences that you have coming up? How can they stay in touch with you? Well, they can search Shamika Nicole on Facebook. Um, on Instagram is redeemed underscore restored. And also, I'm on Twitter. It's Precious Life underscore one. You said on Instagram. What's your IG, Asha? Redeemed underscore restored. I mean, underscore restored. Underscore restored. Got you. And then, uh, can they purchase your books? I know we were talking about books at the beginning. Are there any copies available if they want to support? How can they? How can they get at you? Well, only the digital copy of Precious Life is available, and that's on Amazon. 
All I gotta do is type in Precious Life or my name, Shamika Nicole. It'll come up. Okay. On Amazon. I like it. I like it. And for those that um, missed the beginning, go back and rewatch that. Shamika was giving y'all some free advice on how to uh, self-publish your own book. She's an author, a poet, uh, definitely a speaker, and an entrepreneur on top of being a mother. Uh, she was dropping a lot of jewels at the beginning with resources. Go back and look at the thread. Uh, so without further ado, uh, we always pray uh, to end out the call. Shamika, would you mind uh, praying us out if that's okay? That's fine. Father God, we come before you tonight, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for a successful live this night, Father. We pray, God, for those that are going to tune in and watch, Father, the replay, God. We pray, Father, that what was spoken tonight, God, would be a help and a blessing to them, God. We just pray, Lord, that you continue, Father, to strengthen your people, God. Continue to strengthen Julian and myself, God, as we continue to go forth in the things you've called us to, God. May purpose, God, be at the forefront of our minds and our hearts, God, as we continue to seek your face, Lord. And I pray, God, for those who may come back on and watch the replay father that you would just um touch them god in a mighty way god that you will open the eyes of their understanding oh god that you will help them to present the change in their lives oh god that they're so looking forward to doing father so we just thank you tonight father as we continue to go forth god may the seeds continue to be watered and may the, the harvest god come forth in jesus name so we just thank you tonight father and we give your name all the praise all the glory and all the honor in jesus name we pray amen Amen. Amen. Y'all heard she's a praying woman too. Y'all y'all heard it. Uh it's been a pleasure, of course, serving with you, uh, Shamika, uh, this evening. Uh thank you again for being vulnerable and being authentic uh with the word and also the jewels that you were dropping tonight. For those that want to stay in touch with Shamika, uh feel free to follow her on Facebook. You could, can they DM you, uh, Shaw, if they have any questions offline that they want to ask you? Can they get in your getting a dm to ask any personal questions uh you can also follow her on instagram at redeemed underscore restored and definitely purchase her book precious life uh, on amazon just look up precious life for her name uh she would be glad to have any supporters next week for those that will be tuning in we have another uh, speaker talking about um the importance of again spiritual health and then we're going to end out with another segment with physical health uh, hopefully with one of my comrades uh, who's a doctor uh, he's certified in this in this physical health realm uh, but uh, we are talking all things health and wellness mental spiritual and physical uh, Shamika it's been a pleasure I know we're going to be uh, uh, having a lot of folks rewatch this uh, please share it uh, with those that may be lacking spiritual health or, or maybe those that may be just a little revived revival with their spiritual health uh, i'm your host julian smart Rimple. king jules is signing out thank you shy you have a great evening you too thank you Peace.